delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere, Asiento honestly is a wonderful place. It's Friday night, it's six o'clock, it's time for happy hour, the happiest, the second mic of the year here at Mutiny Radio. I'm going to count them this year just to see how many open mics we actually have here at Mutiny Radio every week. It's going to be crazy. This is the second one of the year. We're all here. It is a room full of men, not one lady on the list. We have 20 dudes signed up, ready to go, ready to make you laugh. MutinyRadio.fm listening audience. So, uh, hey, strap in, because we got a full lineup of dudes. Bunch of dick in the room. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Hey, splendid and awesome. If you guys want to be even awesomer, grab some of those flyers from the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 and put them somewhere so that we can make money and stay alive. Your first comedian of the night. Coming all the way from, I think, Modesto? Did Ryan Jones make it on time? Yes. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ryan Jones! Hey, hey, talk about a walk-in, right? That's what we call timing. That's not the last time you're going to see that tonight. So I'm Ryan. I'm from Stockton. And um, I'm a single man, which means I have a pretty intimate relationship with the incognito mode. And... Uh, I don't know, things were going good between me and Uncognito until recently started noticing some of my history was getting saved. What? I went on and I noticed there was a frequently viewed sites popping up and seeing sites like Pornhub and other sites I don't want to talk about right now start popping up. And it's like, what the hell, we had a promise. I was going to keep you safe and you were going to keep my secret safe. And now that she's letting Apple know what I'm into, I think it's time I start throwing her down hallways. I promise I wouldn't cheat on her with Alexa, and this is how she treats me. Now, um, found out recently, when I finally got to get out of incognito mode and have some real sex, um, I'm not what you call a well-equipped man, I guess. I, um, I struggle a lot with the cowgirl position. It's uh, it's a little heartbreaking. Like, it, it sucks when you're, like, really into things and, like, she's going and she's like, <laughs> just slides right out. And you try to, like, embarrassingly put it back in, joke around about it. She's giving you a lot less enthusiasm now. She's more just, <laughs> pops out. You're on your final straw. You know she's going to give up on you if, you if you fall out one more time. So you... You tough it out, give it a couple wiggles, stick it in. She's not even caring at this point. It's just silence in the air. You can just hear her breath just. It's so quiet. You can just hear it in the background as it falls out for the last time. And now you got to sit there and hide your shame, try to laugh it off. Your dick goes soft. But you paid this woman $100, so you're going to get your nut. So now she's sitting there yanking on my dick like a broken rubber band. She's still trying to hype me up. She's like, ooh, yeah, ooh, ooh. And you're just sitting there crying because this is the worst thing that's ever happened to you. You finally come and it looks like a teardrop falls from your dick. 
Like, I'm glad that kid was never born. The psychological issues that would have just came with that nut, he would have been cutting himself from day one. It's fucked up. I don't know. It's okay. I, uh, I did what most white people did recently and took one of those 23andMe's. Found out that I was 0.5% African-American. That is not enough to do anything with. Like, I can't even say the N in the word. It's that low. Like, I feel like I'm like a LaCroix of African-American. Like, there was like a thought that there was a flavor there, but it was just left behind. Yeah, that's that's how my life goes. It's never anything good. I um, found this weird thing with horror movies lately. Like, I can watch scary shit like Jason, all those like nice little horror thrasher films. Those are cool. But you show me some real shit like Hostel, that's when I start freaking out. Like, I travel a lot. I stay at cheap places. Like, that could be me. Like, it took me eight tries to get through the movie Taken. Like, I thought that was going to be about me. And then halfway through, I realized, oh, they're just looking for pretty girls. I'm safe. I'm, uh, I'm assuming that is what is the light here. So um, I don't have anything short enough, so I'm going to just give it back to the room. Thank you, guys. <laughs> All the way from Modesto, Ryan Jones here talking about his bubblegum garbage party. Yeah, that's sucking a rubber band dick. That's, I think that's what that's all about. All right, your next comedian. What a joy and wonderment he is. He's actually part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020. Put your hands together, everybody, for Pete Ballmer. Oh, nice. Thank you. Uh, I was hanging out with a younger cousin of mine recently. His name's Jackson. He's 12. And I feel like we can't even understand how different kids are these days growing up with like all the internet and social media and everything. Like I was talking to Jackson. I was like, hey, how's in sixth grade? Because I don't know what to talk to him about. And he goes, uh, sixth grade's good. I feel like I've gotten a lot of personal growth since fourth grade. <laughs> personal growth? Are you shitting me as a 12-year-old? If you ask me what personal growth I'd had since fourth grade when I was 12, I'd be like, I don't know, like three inches and 40 pounds. About, yeah. Dude's flexing on me. Uh, my 12-year-old cousin has more Instagram followers than me. He was real proud of that one. Uh, I don't know. I think it's weird. Everyone wants to be famous nowadays. Like, people really like being famous. And it's easy, too. Like, you just have to have, like, a big butt or call the cops on some people and... You're a big deal. I'm excited for when we get the most famous person, which would be somebody who got the cops called on them for having a really big butt. I don't have anywhere to go with that, but I think it's kind of a funny concept to think about, maybe. Um, what's up, Jack? How we doing, man? Uh, I think it's weird, though, because people don't realize, like, being famous probably sucks, right? Mostly, isn't it just, like, people saying mean things about you on the internet and then, like, coming up to you in person asking you for pictures and you can't say no to the pictures because then they'll say mean things about you on the internet i gotta like we you know we should stop that we should stop don't if you see a famous person that you like just let them go about their day don't ask them for a picture if you show me a picture of you posing with a famous person i just see photo evidence that you bothered someone Tight. Uh, oh here we go and then like as if i was really pumped up on this and i was kind of kept going i was like yeah it's like you didn't see like we okay okay <laughs> imagine i'm like really into this okay so 
You didn't, uh, okay, so the part in the grocery store, it's like, all right, okay, okay, so Matthew Broderick didn't, like, go up to you in a grocery store and be like, hey, that Bass Pro Shop trucker hat's really cool, man, can I get a pick? Nah, you were bothering Ferris Bueller on his day off. That's kind of clever, right? I think, you know, if I was, if I was kind of doing it hard, this could be a funny joke. Uh, I was watching Remember the Titans recently. I was, I was getting into some some sports movies. Yeah, it was a great, great movie. I love it. Like, whenever in any of those, like, high school sports movies, they always have a scene before, like, the big game where the captain brings the team in. It's like, really passionate, heartened, and, like, super well-articulated speech, and everyone's just, like, crying up. Okay, we got to do this. And uh, that's very unrealistic, I think. I played some sports in high school, and no one is that articulate. <laughs> Every pregame speech in high school sports is just like one guy, like the biggest guy being like, guys, let's fucking go. <laughs> and then everyone else is like, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. And then you do that for a while, and then like one guy kind of like sneaks into the audience and he's like, you know, guys, but seriously, seriously, let's fucking go. <laughs> and you just go around and do that, and then, okay, I don't have anything else on that. Um, cool, thought that was going to take more time. Thanks so much, guys. Give it up for Pam. <laughs> Pete Palmer, everyone. Yay. I definitely related to your embarrassing, or not embarrassing, yes, accosting. I, I did that to Drew Barrymore in like 2009 in Whole Foods, and I just embarrassed her in the whole, in the, she was just, she looked at me and said, I'm just buying ice cream. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry for bothering you. Your next comedian. Uh, hey, they're running this great new room in Ireland's 32. Last night was the first time I was actually upstairs, and it's really, really neat up there, and uh, it was a great room. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Jack Ferguson. Because you're mine, I won't What's going on, guys? Uh, any of you guys know who Rui Hachimura is? He's a basketball player. He was drafted into the NBA last year. He was uh, the first Japanese man to ever be drafted in the first round of the NBA draft. And I was watching the draft, and I was hyped when they said that. I was like, wow, I want to see this guy. I want to see what the first Japanese player ever to get drafted into the NBA looks like. And so they pan to him, and he's sitting in the audience, and it's just a six foot ten black dude. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, damn, that's super disappointing. <laughs> I wanted it to be a Japanese guy. And so he goes up to the stage, and uh, he, it's just, I guess apparently his parents are just, uh, they were Americans who moved to Japan because his dad's in the military. So he's a Japanese citizen. Uh, but he was raised, or actually, I don't think that's what it was, because he got up to the stage, and the person asks him some questions, and the dude doesn't speak a word of English. Like, he only speaks Japanese, and he's a six foot ten black dude, which means that, and he now lives in America, too, which means that every time he speaks, people think he's being racist. <laughs> They're like, dude, dude, you can't keep doing that Japanese accent, dude. We can tell that you're not from Japan. Why? <laughs> Why are you talking that way? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I, I don't. I mean, I'm not going to do it. But uh, anyways, somebody should get that car. Uh, cool. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been trying to get back to my community. I've been trying to get back to the town that I grew up in. Um, but I'm from a wealthy town, so they don't really need, like, you know, food or, or charitable services or anything like that. So what I'm doing is uh, I'm just going around beating up entitled 13-year-olds, uh, just giving a little bit of that trauma that they'll need in order to become interesting people that they won't get from their parents who, you know, buy them everything they need. All right. Um, 
I'm catfishing. I'm current. This is a true story. I'm actually catfishing a 68-year-old Republican man right now. Uh, he put a he put a a web he made a website and he was like uh, the whole thing point of the website it said on the title it said looking for my Republican goddess and he put 12 pages of requirements including a test that you had to pass to see if you were going to be his Republican goddess and if you got to the end you could message him. And uh, I passed because the test was hyperlinked, so you could just go back if you got the question wrong. Uh, and I think the funny thing is he had 12 pages of requirements, right? Which he obviously doesn't use the internet because all that was doing was just telling me exactly what I needed to do in order to catfish him, right? It was just a list, uh, like a description of how to catfish him, basically. And so I picked a porn star that fixed, fixed all of his requirements. Uh, and I found some like fully clothed pictures of her and I sent them to him and I started talking to him. And the reason I picked a porn star, I think this was smart, is because I knew eventually he was going to say, all right, prove to me that you're this person. Prove to me that, like, send me a picture of you wearing a green hat, uh, making a peace sign or something like that. And if, if it was another girl, you couldn't find that picture online, right? But with a porn star, you can just go on their cam website and be like, hey, my kink <laughs> is you wearing a green hat making the peace sign, <laughs> fully clothed as well. And also say, hi, Ron. I know that's not my name, but say it. Uh, cool. Um, women, women want orgasms. I think we all know this. Difficult to give them to give it to them, I guess. I think like like the, th the problem is all women have like the same set of, like a different set of things that you need to do in order to make them come. And you never know what it is the first time. So making like a woman come on the first time is like solving a padlock that you don't know the code for. Either you get really lucky or you have a hammer. Uh, okay, cool. Thanks, guys. Jack Ferguson, everyone. Yay. Ending on a dick joke like a professional comic. Your next comedian uh, has luxurious hair. Uh, before any of the ladies got here to sign up, he he was definitely, uh, he had the best hair in the room. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Jeff Dean. Speak for yourself, Jack. I make chicks come all the time. I know how to do it. You, you just ask if they want to get on top. So... Works every time. Um, I, uh, I anybody have resolutions? I do. I uh, I I want to say sorry less. I say sorry too much. So I've decided all of January, I'm not saying sorry at all, no matter what happens. So yesterday, I spilled hot coffee on my coworker, and I felt the urge. I did. I I wanted to say it, but I didn't. I I was I held steadfast and found something else to say. Instead, I said, "That's right, bitch. What's up?" You know. So, uh, I went to Hawaii with my girlfriend. That was nice. Yeah, and uh, my girlfriend she got stung by a jellyfish. Yeah, and you know what that means. You got to pee on it, right? So needless to say, I was pretty excited, okay? <laughs> because she does not let me do that. Uh, and I was like, I got to pee on it, babe. Come on, you know? And she 
said no. I guess she'd rather both of us be in pain. So. <laughs> I, uh, another thing I'm working on is uh, the way I treat cashiers. Um, I never listen to them. I don't know why. I don't have anything against cashiers, I promise. But, you know, I'll be like face to face with a cashier and they'll ask me a question and I, you know, I don't listen. But I just assume they're just, you know, they ask the same things. Do I want to join their card thing or, you know, do I want to donate to charity? And always no, definitely not. Um, and then, you know, they will say, you know, like, are you sure? You know, and then I get offended. Like, do I seem unsure of myself, you know? And, uh, and then I, I, I get all my groceries and then, you know, I'm like waiting for them to bag my groceries. And I realized that they asked if I wanted a bag and, uh, see, I don't want them to know that I'm dumb. So now I just gotta, you know, grab, just grab all the groceries. I just gotta take two trips and tell them that it's for global warming is why I'm doing it. No, <laughs> anyway, um, I, uh, I got bullied a lot growing up. Um, oh, you think that's funny? That's cool. <laughs> uh, and most of the people that bullied me grew up to be big losers, which is pretty nice, you know? Uh, but one guy that bullied me, he, is now a linebacker for the New England Patriots. So he's a professional bully now. Um, he went from bullying me to bullying Aaron Rodgers, which is impressive. I'd like to think I helped him get there, you know? So I found out he has a podcast. He's got 60,000 subscribers. So he's also more successful at comedy than I am. So that's cool. You know, I don't know. Which what? Which linebacker? Kyle Van Noy, if you want to know. <laughs> He's not going to find out. No one's telling him. <laughs> no one's here knows him but me. Anyway, I'm Jeff Dean. Thank you, guys. Jeff Dean. More like Kyle Van Annoying. Oh, 60,000 followers, motherfucker. Your next comedian. Uh, I don't know how many followers he has. Probably a bunch of like junior high girls on skateboards. They're like, you're so cool. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Cody Abe. See, not here. There he is. That's a little creepy. Um, <laughs> if I'm being... I'm being honest with everybody. Uh, uh, so <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, so I, I recently visited home. For, uh, Does it? Okay. I'll hold it like a dick then. Okay. Is that what you want? Um, uh, we'll hold it. You know what? Let's just do it like this. No, no. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, 
so I, I recently went on vacation. I uh, went home to Hawaii. Uh, when I got back to work, though, uh, the other day, I talked to my co- my to- coworker. Like, just stopped me. He was like, "Hey, man, uh, where you been?" I was like, "Oh, I, was, I went on vacation," and he was like, "Oh, dude, I thought you quit." And I was just like, uh, was that was that the vibe I was giving off the whole time I've been at work? Like, was I just walking around like I'm gonna like one day I'm gonna just walk out and quit on you guys, and you'll never know. Because uh, <laughs> I, I like to think that I do give off that vibe all the time, <laughs> you know. Um, I uh, but I did I did go home recently. I I, I was born and raised in Hawaii, uh, which is nice, uh, except for the fact that every time I go home. Uh, every time I go home, it just gets more and more gentrified. Um, and like, what's the point of going to paradise when you don't, when you can't, uh, visit like the sketchy parts and be scared all the time? Like that's, I I like that contrast, you know? Um, every time I go home now, it's, there's just a new, uh, boba place that opens up, which, uh, if, if you don't know what boba is, it's, if you want if you ever wanted to eat water, uh, that's what it is. Um, you just eat tea. Um, that's that, like, it's, it's, it's a highly inefficient way of, of, it's more of an experience rather than, you know, trying to consume a beverage more than anything. Um, I don't know. I, it, it also costs like $5 for, for like just a little thing, which, I, you know, that we're getting into semantics there. Um, well, just not really sem- the little, you know. A- anyway, um, I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know I was going next, so I had a, didn't have a plan with this set. Um, I like, Pam gave me a good introduction. I like that. I got some stuff out of that for a little bit. Uh, what do I talk about now? Oh, I, so it is, it is getting more gentrified, but I do live in a small, I, I grew up in a small like neighborhood area where uh, all the houses and stuff were sold to World War II veterans uh, after the war. Uh, like especially the 442nd Infantry, which was like a mainly, it was all Japanese American soldiers. Um, but uh, my house is pretty small, uh, not like square footage wise, but like everything in my house is smaller. Like like the contractor for the house was like a slightly bit racist towards uh, Asian people. Like like he walked in, and he was like, "Yes, we're gonna uh, we're gonna put this light switch down about two feet just for you know so they don't have to reach up a little bit to to, to get it. And then uh, we're gonna make this uh, toilet. It's not gonna be a regular size. Toilet. It's gonna be a smaller toilet for their little cute Asian booties." Um, <laughs> I don't know that it's just annoying because whenever I go home, uh, it is is that, but it, it makes sense because my grandma is like four foot nine. Uh, um, I every time I visit her though, she's really old. It's 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 like it maybe the last time I get to see her because she's so old. Uh, that makes me wish that I was a uh, like a like a white kid so that I could hate uh, on my grandparents with no remorse because that's something that I've noticed about today's society. All right, thank you, everybody. I can Cody Abe, everyone! I was just imagining him on one of those tiny toilets, like the ones that you see in preschool, like a tiny, tiny toilet. <laughs> you can kneel and then pee into the toilet. I think that that's how that should work. Uh, your next comedian, uh, he's new to the room. Put your hands... Oh, no, he's not. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Ryan Thomas! Take your guns to town. Yeah. Was that Lizzo? Man, that song slaps. Um, 
So over the break, I had a pretty good time. Uh, I was getting high a lot. And, you know, when you get high, you get hungry and forgetful. And uh, during this time, I brought a lady back to my domicile. And, you know, we're about to get it on and popping. And it was getting hot and she was heavy. So I had to use my legs. And once I did that and I put her on the bed, she was like, oh, my gosh, what was that? I was like, that was the last of my strength leaving my body. God, you're heavy. And so I was taking my break. And uh, she was like, no, not that. And she reaches behind, <laughs> she reaches behind my pillow and she pulls out something that's wrapped in aluminum foil. And she says, what is this? And I say, that is a burrito. <laughs> and she says, why is there a burrito in your bed? And I say, to, rom to remind me to always wrap my burrito. <laughs> And she laughs her ass off, puts her shoes on, and walks out the door. <laughs> but what made me mad is that she left with the burrito. <laughs> yeah, I was over too. It was a sad night. Um, my roommate recently got a bidet. He went to Japan and he really liked it. So uh, I tried it out. You know, I figured I'd see what the hype's about. So I sit down and I turn it on. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this button does. Okay, so that was the pre-prostate exam button <coughs> noted. Yo, as soon as that like cold water entered me, I thought I was about to freeze from the inside out. I was like, Jesus Christ, that gypsy woman was right this whole time. This is how I'm going to die. And then I realized, oh, wait, there's a knob to make it warmer. So I turned it to warm, and I was like, oh, I'm gay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm super gay. This feels incredible. Vaginas are disgusting. I love butt stuff. So I decided I'm gonna really explore my sexuality. And I, I, there's a presser knob too, so I turned the pressure up. And there are not words to describe how good this felt. My favorite part about this joke is who I happen to make eye contact with when I say that part. <laughs> this time it was you. <laughs> yeah, it was spectacular. I didn't even say words, I was just cooing on the seat. Just like I was like, yo, dude, is there a bird in there? Is Cardi B in our bathroom? I was like, leave. I'm exploring my sexuality. So then I decide, oh, you know what would be a good idea? Surely more is better. So I turn it from medium to high, which was a mistake. Oh, my God. That shit hurt so bad. Like, my ass started talking to me. It was like, why would the Japanese put a civil rights fire hose setting on the bidet? My safe word is Rosa Parks because I'm tired of getting attacked by fire hoses when all I did was sit down. So as things aren't going well for your boy, so I changed the other knob, wrong knob. Now it's a skinny, focused jet of high-pressure water. So we've gone from civil rights fire hose to power washer. All right, so I'm bleeding internally at this point. I'm yelling Rosa Parks. It's really not my day. And uh, I think my time's out. But uh, I don't know. I guess you guys should give hydrosexuality a try. It's the new wave. Thank you. Yeah. Ryan Thomas espousing the joys and wonderments of a clean asshole. Yay. Getting ready for that Gen Z salad tossing. Your next comedian. He's getting married. All the sexuality will leave his life when that, a year after that thing is signed. You just owe her money forever and... 
cool. Marriage is great. Put your hands together. Can you tell I'm divorced? Put your hands together, everybody, for Ryan Schooley. He's in the jailhouse now. He's in the jailhouse now. Hell yeah, man. That's the, that's the, the best uh, congratulations on getting engaged I've gotten so far. That's pretty good. I'm, uh, I'm not going to be able to get hard in two years. Fuck yeah. <laughs> No, man, I did just get engaged. I, uh, you know, I love my fiance and all that shit. She's great. I like, I used to think that she was like my biggest cheerleader. Because that's what you want. You want someone in your corner. That's one of the best parts about having a relationship. And so the other night, you know, I had a rough set. And in a moment of doubt, I texted her, uh, you know, that it was a bad set. So I was like, I don't know if I could do this stand-up comedy thing. Maybe I should quit. And she texted me back a link to an article, which I assumed was of the motivational or advice variety. And I opened the article, and it was actually a list of career alternatives to stand-up comedy, which <laughs> was not what I was hoping for. She, uh, she, t- she responded back a little too fast, too. Like she, she texted fast. It was like she had that shit in the clipboard already, and she was going to send it either way, you know? <laughs> I just happened to beat her to the punch. <laughs> Because you want, you know, you want your lover to, like, believe in you more than anything. You don't want her to offer you, like, a consolation prize, you know? That would be like uh, if I was trying to be uh, an NFL cornerback and I was training really hard. And she's like, you should try ultimate frisbee. I think that's what you'd be better at. It's a, it's a less masculine sport, guys. That's what it is. It's a shitty sport. Um all right, this is, you know what? That's the sound of me growing as a comic, okay? That's, that's what the fuck that is. That's me learning about my bits and myself. Um, I don't know, it's weird. It's weird uh, proposing to your girlfriend because the, the big thing that makes it supposed to be romantic about it is like the surprise aspect of it. Like, you gotta, you, she's gotta be in the dark the whole time. And then the the moment of the big day it all hits her at once and she had no idea and that's considered super romantic which is strange to me that in a relationship based on trust the most romantic way you can start it is by hoodwinking your girlfriend like that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't sound right to me you know it's really all a proposal is it's just one elaborate love prank you know it's like an episode of punked you get all of her friends and family involved and you make her look like an idiot in front of them and she cries, but it's a, it's a good cry. <laughs> it was weird, man. It was I, I had to set this whole thing up, right, for, for months without her knowing, so I was, I was lying to her about where I was going. I was sneaking around behind her back. I realized at one point, all the shit I'm doing to propose to my girlfriend is exactly what I'd be doing if I were cheating on my girlfriend. <laughs> that was a troubling realization, you know? There's no other aspect of life where you try to do one thing that's like moral and, and like uh, noble and then you end up learning how to do something <laughs> that's the exact opposite of that, you know? That would be like if I went to med school to learn how to save lives and then they teach me how to hide a body, you know? That's... All right, guys, um, that was that. Thanks. <laughs> He's in the jailhouse now. He's in the jailhouse. Yay! Ryan Schooley, everyone. Getting married. Exciting stuff. He must have money. I think that's, <laughs> I don't know. No, not because you're not attractive and good-looking and fun and, and intelligent and smart and everything, but there's just no reason to get married unless you like want to buy a house or want to save you know, tax stuff. Anyways, your next comedian, put your hands together for Brandon Stokes. 
I met his old gal Sadie. She said, Have you seen Bill lately? I said, I don't believe that he's about. What's up, bitches? Don't don't do that right here when you're the only one. Well, one of the only women. It make it seem like I was saying like, "What's up, bitches?" Like women, but I was talking to everybody equally. We are all like one fifteenth of a communal bitch. Don't make it all about yourself, miss. Uh, I come from uh, Southern Illinois for uh, Thanksgiving uh, recently, uh, last year, you know. Um, I went for Thanksgiving because I had to uh, eat and celebrate with my family and uh, party with the dirty white people that lived there. It was pretty fun. Um, you look weird about dirty white people. Uh, I feel like that's where, like, oh, we have to care about everyone now. But that's cool. Um, I feel like I could call someone dirty white people after you uh, unhook Mary Kay's life support from her Mountain Dew bottles. <laughs> I don't care. Like, I don't know, whatever. Uh, also, I had a plan that I was going to go, and I was going to ship a bunch of weed back home, and I was going to sell a bunch of weed, live like Johnny Depp and blow, because that's what you could do with like $6,000 where I'm from, you know? It's awesome. But uh, something happened. Uh, the feds took my package out the mail. Well, it wasn't actually the feds, but I think it's better for the story. It was actually like the post office policeman. Uh, so it never happened. Uh, my little brother who sent the package, he's like, I don't know how the fuck they would have known that that package had 10 pounds of weed in it. And then uh, I was like, I don't know. What did you package it like? And he showed me a picture, and it appeared to be uh, 10 pounds of weed in a box. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like if I was, like, I don't know. I feel like at some point while they were melting that weed, they had to be like, hey, man, did you get all the stuff out the truck? And it was like, yeah, I got all of it. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot that box of weed. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I thought I was ready for that life, man. I was I was practicing like shooting around corners and stuff and being like, where's the money? Like, I don't know. I'm selling I'm selling weed here, you know? Uh but it never got to happen. I thought that was gonna be an amazing transition. I was ready for that life. It was I don't know, it was awesome. Like people always say, like, hey, my teacher was like, if you don't come to school, you're going to end up in prison or selling drugs. And I think that's a stupid thing to say to a person. That's right. Like, it's like too many. It's like a wide range of shit being said. There's like, oh, if you don't go to school, you're going to a give all of your your time to the state or b wake up at 630 in the morning and the afternoon and have lots of money every day. I don't know. I feel like you should change that. It should be like you're going to end up in prison or selling drugs outside. That's way worse. 
right? You're going to be like rain, hell, sleet, snow, trying to sell a dime bag to a motherfucker. You're going to have to sit downtown like the garden gnomes. So downtown, I don't fuck that up a little bit. Um, they don't mention that you can sell drugs to white people, and that's just fine, right? You know, white people aren't like necessarily going to prison for drugs. White people are going to prison for having a lot of fun, and then drugs were also involved in it, <laughs> right? You didn't go to prison because you had an eight ball of cocaine. You went to prison for that six-car pileup. While you did half of that eight ball of cocaine, it's different. You didn't ruin your life. All right. I was more. I got to go. You blew the horn at me. Thanks. He's in the jailhouse now. Brandon Stokes, everyone. Drugs are cool. Yay. Right on. Uh, and thank you guys. We're, we're, we're really tight. We have 25 people on the list now, and that was just number eight. So I'm honking at like three minutes so just so we all know because I'm going to try to fit everybody in tonight it's just there's I know whenever it happens in New Year's everyone's like I'm gonna come out and do open mics again so everybody's here tonight we're here but we're here all the time and there's an open mic tomorrow from four to six so come on out to that still stay hungry and thanks for donating to Mutiny Radio because it's I want to keep the doors open for everyone for a long time and so uh yeah it takes money to do that. Put your hands together for your next communion, everybody. It's Kelly Evans. From New Orleans to Boston, and they've got a bottle. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah. Evidently, a New Year's resolution is I'm gonna go out and be bad at comedy. Fuck yeah, that is, cause it is silent as fucking here. I don't know. <laughs> Has anybody noticed the dim level of depression? And I just gotta say, Ryan, nobody wants to hear about your engagement story because everybody here is so alone. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? Find a better audience. Jesus. How many people are in a relationship right now? Exactly. <laughs> there we go. We got three. We got three people. Gary reluctantly raises his hand slowly. That says a lot about your relationship. You What? All right. We're gonna... You'll have time to talk about that during your set. All right? <laughs> it's like, I don't need to focus on that for mine. I, uh... I, uh... Got some new clothes for the holidays, and uh, have you ever realized that you're allergic to something, but like just your nipples, you know? Is that a, <laughs> it's like, I figured that one out. It's like, that's one more thing I have to worry about. Like size, color, shape, and is this how, what's the level of nipple irritation? Is it high? Is it low? Is it medium? Is this just an age thing? I don't know what the fuck I'm going through. Anyway, uh, that's just what I'm thinking about. My uh, grandfather died during Christmas. Yeah, that's a thing. Thank you. Thank you for your sympathy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, he would too. Uh, no, he, um, he, was, he was, you know, we had a mixed relationship. But uh, I was sad initially, and then I went home for the holidays, and I came back. And I was happy all of a sudden. And I was thinking to myself, either it's like this family bonding and like healing of old wounds or somebody's got to die for me to feel alive, you know, <laughs> which is much harder to accomplish. <laughs> I think like I'm like, Aunt Karen's looking pretty frail right now, you know, maybe just a pillow over the fa- I'm just saying I need to feel something. All right. As soon as possible. We don't like the idea of killing relatives here. All right. What about non-relatives, huh? Want to kill some non-relatives? Fuck yeah. Who wants to go murder after this? <laughs> uh, how about this? More sad news. My girlfriend and I broke up. Woo! Yeah. Be happy, all right? People are like, oh, you just assume that I'm the one that got dumped. Like, I couldn't have done the dumping. I didn't, but I could have. 
I could have, all right? Uh, yeah, we broke up. I, there were a lot of problems, long distance being one. If you want to learn how to resent someone, use Skype, all right? That is like, like if I have to, if I have to watch you talk about your day one more time, I'm going to fucking lose it. <laughs> it's not that exciting. Also, resent yourself because you learn how unattractive you are masturbating. <laughs> Skype sex is not... Just in the small window, too, you're like, ugh, that is, <laughs> that is, you can't even see the whole thing, you know, but you know it's bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was always obsessed with this idea of being best friends, like, give your date anybody who's like, we want to be, we got to be best friends. I want to be your best friend. I want to be your lover. I want to, you know, it's, it's too much fucking pressure. That is way too much shit. But she was insistent. She's like, I want you to, to talk to me like you talk to your friends. I'm like, I've tried, but you call that uh, verbal abuse. You know, like that's <laughs> unfair because my friends are garbage people. You know, like they're not, we're not nice to each other at all. You know, <laughs> like we talk so much shit. She's not going to be happy when I insult the size of her genitals, you know, like, like, bitch, you got a huge pussy. Yeah. I fucked your sister. Anyway, that's my time. Thank you very much. I'm Kelly Evans. And the flames were Kelly Evans, everyone. Kelly Evans. Teaching me that if I have sex on Skype, it looks like you can fuck my neck waddle. It looks kind of like a vagina. Big fat neck waddle on a 45-year-old woman. Hot. Uh, your next comedian, he's going to hobble up to the stage, the very funny, the wonderful Colin Holtz. All right. I was a jock, everybody. Yeah, T-ball. Watch out. Never struck out. It's one of the rules you can't strike out in T-ball. Uh pretty good at it. I think it would be cool. Oh, wait. Did you know this? Did you know that if you go to your significant other's parents for Christmas, you're having dinner with the outlaws? Yeah. I think it would be cool to have in-laws that are outlaws. Because it would be like, I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'll be, I'm a good example. <laughs> For your nephews, for whoever you got in your life. Sick. Uh, I dated this girl for a little while. Uh, first day we went on sex. Hell yeah. All right. Second date, cuddling and making out. Still pretty good. Okay. Third date, though, was just a kiss at the door. Like, our relationship is Benjamin buttoning. When I gave her a kiss at the door, a homeless man walked by, and he was like, yeah, you two go have sex for me. And I was like, holy shit, that's not a homeless man. That's a homeless wingman. <laughs> we did not have sex that night, though, because uh, she said she was a sapiosexual. You know what that is? It's someone who's attracted to people because they're smart. I had to look that up. Fucking failed that one. All right. I read that uh, the brain is the biggest sex organ you have, so I smeared peanut butter on my temples, let the dog lick it off. Nothing. Felt nothing. I tried watching porn set in the classroom. Could not pay attention. I even took Adderall. I was like, I blame the teacher, man. I'm a smart kid. 
That's what my mom always told me. Uh, I don't know why that's funny to me. She has no idea. That's why. Uh, uh, what else is going on, dude? Oh, yeah, I used to work at a weed dispenser. Oh, yeah, this is what we're supposed to do, right? Boom, boom. Yeah, let me make a big show of it, huh? Fucking, why didn't any of you fucking gram that for me? God damn it. Jesus Christ. Fucking cripple given to a charity here. You should be giving me money. <laughs> uh, I used to work at a weed dispensary. Thank you. Yeah, when it was still cool, a.k.a. illegal. <laughs> and there was this guy, it was the boss's brother. This guy fucking sucked. He was an asshole. He would steal tips from the tip jar, go get drunk on 40s. He never even worked. He would just yell at people. He was Moroccan, but he sounded Russian. He'd be like, oh, where do you get them from, those boots? Where do you get them from, lady? Like... <laughs> Ethnically ambiguous. Anyway, he spoke pigeon and not the dialect. Like, he actually called pigeons. Like, he could talk to them. He would coo and they flocked to him. Like, it was the first time... Dis He's the first time Disney tried to make a story about a prince and it didn't work out. <laughs> like, just the saddest... And it works every time. They come every time. Oh. So you know he's fluent. All right. Thank you. The flames were Colin Holtz, fluent in pigeon. The list keeps getting longer, which means the sets are going to get shorter. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Daniel Lewis. Right, ring of fire. How you doing, everybody? How we going on here? Yeah. Happy to be here. Hey! Happy to be doing comedy, you guys. Just happy to be doing it anywhere. I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know, I started doing comedy about 10 months ago, uh, just after my father passed away, actually. And uh, yeah, because he told me, you know, before he died, he's like, get out there, do the things you want to do while you still have a chance, while you're still alive. It's kind of inspired me. I think he'd be proud. Uh, and I uh, can't help but wish he was alive to see me doing comedy in... Uh, not so much the open mics, though, you guys. Uh, I'm glad he's dead for these. It's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, um, Colin mentioned sapiosexuals. Yeah, I don't know if you guys... Yeah, I'm a sapiosexual, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm attracted to intelligence and not looks like the rest of you shallow assholes are. That's what they're saying. Oh, my God, man. What a bunch of horseshit. This guy, Mark Ronson, came out. This record producer came out as a sapiosexual recently. And, uh, man, I don't know about his lifestyle. I don't agree with it. You know, like the lifestyle of lying, basically, because that's what that is. Like, he went out with, I was looking on Wikipedia. He went out with uh, Rashida Jones first. He was engaged to Rashida Jones. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. She is smart, but she's beautiful. And then he went out with a woman from France, an actress, model, uh, named Josephine de Le Bom, and I, I don't know who that is, but uh, she must be a fucking genius, right? This woman must be absolutely brilliant. <laughs> That's called heterosexual. You like, you like very smart, beautiful women. Yeah, me too. That is called heterosexual. <laughs> ah, so trying to. I don't know. I'm trying to have a lighter carbon footprint lately. I've been trying to do everything I can. Uh, so recently, I've only been listening to local bands. 
it's pretty, uh, well, you know, lo locally sourced bands are better for the environment. Uh, music sucks, though. That's the problem. We all got to do our part, though. Uh, a lot of this stuff is strictly uh, farm to stage, I must say. It's not that great. I don't know why roulette gets such a bad name, you know, as gambling games go. What other, uh, uh, fuck that one up. Let's skip it. I don't know why Russian roulette gets such a bad name as gambling games go. Like, what other game offers you five out of six odds? That's fantastic. Double down all day on that one, man. All right. Don't screw it up. Roulette's fine, just for the record. I mentioned that one first. Yeah. Recently, I was watching, uh, you know, family kids, like, open up the gift, uh, Christmas gifts, just tearing right into it. They just tear right into the thing, you know, and I, I love that, like, anticipation I used to have. Because I open up gifts like an adult now, you know, I kind of just carefully open it up. You know, but I realize, like, I do have that, uh, do, uh, that anticipation. I do open some things that way, uh, really just the uh, six-pack of toilet paper. I open it exactly the way a kid opens up a Christmas gift. I just tear it. I'll get the fucking thing. Get it. I want it. <laughs> Okay, let's see what else. Uh, <laughs> you know when somebody feels like they have to tell you not to do the job they have, that's how you know they have a great job. You know, like someone always goes like, hey, whatever you do, don't become a lawyer. It is the worst. Or don't go into architecture, whatever you do. Right? That person has a great job. Because people with shitty jobs don't bother having to tell you that, you know? Like my uncle never took me and said like, hey, hey, whatever you do, uh, don't become a freeway toll collector, Daniel. Uh, it's not all it's cracked up to be. I miss, my, I miss the like simple jobs I used to have when I was younger, you know, because like you take some time off and the work doesn't build up the way it does now. I got a desk job now. I do projects. The work just builds up. You don't really get a day off, actually. But like take like a simple, easy job, you know, like a firefighter. That's a, yeah, they take a day off. They don't come into work the next day and they go like, oh, we got twice as many houses on fire. We got to put them all out. Twice as many ODs. Get to work. All I'm saying is my job's harder than firefighter. That's all I'm saying. I don't think that's controversial. Thanks. And the flames Speaking of ring of fire, everybody, Daniel Lewis. Clap your hands. Keep them clapping for your next comedian, Kyle Morrissey. The taste of love is sweet. Damn. Look at this. Good to see everybody here. This is awesome. I hope everyone had a good holiday. Uh, you're back. Sorry. Uh, I, uh, I had a good... Good. Uh, it was a nice. Ho it was a holiday. Uh, I was around my family a lot. I was around my family a lot. I think I'm kind of turning into my dad now. Like whenever I'm with a group of people and we all finish our food and just clear the plates, and the waitress is like, "Oh, did you guys like it?" Now I go, "No, we hated it." <laughs> um, it was a nice holiday though. I uh, I went to the Academy of Science, which is my favorite place in all of San Francisco. And it's better now because my girlfriend just became a tour guide there, uh, which makes it way better. Uh, going to the Academy of Science is better than it's ever been now uh, because I, I get in for free and then I get the behind the scenes tour and then I get laid. So yeah, my girlfriend lets me fuck a penguin. So it's, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's nice. Um, I, uh, Let's see. I, I I'm back. I'm back to work now. I got a new job recently. Um, I uh, it's my first manual labor job. Um, I work for a tree company, so it's manual labor. I mean, you know that. You know, every morning, now, uh, Eduardo, Jose, Miguel, and. 
Kyle uh, show up at your house with chainsaws. <laughs> um, I've been fired from jobs for making mistakes that endangered far less people than the job that I have now. And now my coworkers are teaching me how to use chainsaws in a language I don't understand. So, yeah. All right. Um, I, uh, I, used to, I used to work in an office. Uh, I don't do that anymore because this thing called optics. You guys know what optics is? Like, generally, do you understand what optics is in the office environment? Uh, so for those of you who don't know what optics is, optics is when what you do uh, isn't as important as how you look which I thought was stupid, and that kind of made me like the alcoholic detective of the police department, where I was like, look, I know my methods are unsound, and I work outside the law, but God damn it, I get results. So like, <laughs> why the hell can't I drink at my, my desk at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday? Uh, you know? Yeah, I didn't know what optics was. I didn't care what optics was uh, until I had the job that I have now where I ended up in front of my high school 10 years after I graduated in a yellow construction fest raking up twigs. And I was like, you know what? I don't like the optics of this. <laughs> uh, actually, there's a lot of trees in the Bay Area. Why do we have to? This is a private school. It feels very public right now. <laughs> uh, it's all uh, it's all about optics. Like now when people ask me what I do, I'm like, I'm a branch manager. Uh, <laughs> what do you do? That's a, that's a, that's a pun. Um, that, was, that was for you guys. This is, this is an easy one. Um, I, uh, I don't know. Damn. What else is there? That's pretty much it. Uh, thank you very much. Oh, be gone. Branch manager Kyle Morrissey, everyone. Giving that 30 seconds back to the room. Your next comedian, Johnny Stein. You're in your bed. Keep your mouth shut till I'm gone. Don't give me that. What's up? Uh, all right. I am full of fear. I am a, 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 uh, I'm a yellow-bellied man. Um, wish my belly was the same color as your guys's, but it's the yellow of cowardice and fear. I'm a fearful man. I'm, I used to be a fearful little boy, too. I had a lot of, there were just different fears when I was growing up. You know, like, I was really afraid of getting sick and ending up in a leopard colony. You know? Everyone losing limbs in leopard fights, probably. I didn't know. Uh... Fears have changed a little bit as I've grown up. Uh, like, now I'm afraid of antique shops because they um, just remind me that one day I'll die. <laughs> uh, don't like that. Um, I, I'm afraid of a lot of stuff. Uh, I was, I'm afraid of, um, like, uh, skydiving and chairlifts for the same reason. Uh, not, it's not the height that bothers me. Uh, I love heights, which is probably some, like, Napoleon complex thing because I'm like I'm five five. Uh, people, some people think I'm five three, like doctors and yardsticks. But I'm. What do they know? Uh, I uh, yeah. So I, I love heights. Uh, it's the conversation that I can't get behind. Like when you're skydiving, it's like a minute of like like death defying, you know, like wind taking the air out of your mouth. The fun part, and then uh, and then the uh, the parachute goes up, and it's just like a windy, cold first date. Like <laughs> like a guy, a stranger strapped to your back. Like, well, I grew up in Minneapolis. Uh, well, I guess I didn't grow up there. I moved out when I was in sixth. Was that sixth grade or seventh grade? Anyway, what's your favorite color? <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. It's useless. Uh, I also am afraid of first dates, so that doesn't help. Uh, I have my, I'm kind of like, I'm single, so I'm, I don't do very well on first date. I, I, 
like my first, uh, I'm, I'm very high maintenance. My first question is always like, when you tire of me sexually, will the rest of me be enough? <laughs> you know, it doesn't work. Um, I'm on, I'm on Tinder. I got a message on Tinder the other day. Uh, it turned out to be a real whoopsie. Uh, this guy was like, hey, Johnny, uh, I'm going to ask a question that's sort of weird. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, like, I'm not like other girls. Uh, he was like, uh, he was like, what was your best and worst part of 2019? I was like, first of all, that's just the question, what's up, but with more specific parameters. And also, you're going to make me think of my worst part of, like, okay, uh, uh, I don't know what he expected, you know, like, okay, best part, uh, pass. Uh, worst part, uh, maybe when my aunt died of liver cancer, jaundiced and bloated. <laughs> What's your favorite color? Uh, little tie back. Um, I, I have nothing else. I'm going to get the rest back to the room. Thanks so much. <laughs> Johnny Stein, everyone. Yes, welcome to the room. That's the first time you've been here, and you're a delight. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Gary Hughes. All right, thank you. Um, lately, I've been trying to spot people from my uh, my peers that have been homeschooled, and it's uh, it's pretty easy to spot them. You know, they don't know any like general cultural stuff. You'd be like, hey, bye, Felicia. And they'd be like, what's that? And be like, oh, you was homeschooled, huh? Yeah. Or you'd be like, I have a dream. And it's like, who, who said that? It was like, oh, you was homeschooled, huh? Because I have a friend that was homeschooled. She'd be saying stuff like, uh, I remember back in junior high. And I was like, that you didn't go to junior. You were homeschooled. Like, you have to say between 11 and 14 years old to describe your times in middle school. All right. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to butcher homeschool people. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> I got off work today, and I, I, I'm i over by, like, Fillmore and Sacramento, so it's all crowded on the bus. And I usually sit in the front, and then it's all these old Asian people looking at me, and I remember just thinking, like, some for some reason, I'm, like, thinking about Rosa Parks, and I'm like, nah, I'm not giving up this seat. I'm sitting here. Because <laughs> a famous quote Rosa Parks said is, uh, I just got off work, bro, I'm tired. Like... <laughs> I usually just look at the examples on the seat to see if they match them. I'm like, nope, you ain't got a cane. No, nope, you're not pregnant. You're not blind. Yeah, you good, bro. You good. Cause I don't want to go to the back of the bus. Cause I grew up in Oakland. If, if you grew up in any hood, you know the back of the bus is where all the dangerous shit happened. Like freestyle ciphers and uh, dice games. I've I seen people get robbed in the back of the bus. Like the bus driver does not see all the way back there. So you are, yeah, it's like you're by yourself, man. <laughs> So I just stopped going to the back of the bus. And plus, a lot of women get, I seen <laughs> women just get sexually harassed in the back of the bus. I seen these dudes, they found, I saw this girl I went to high school with, and they was just hollering at her, but I didn't, never, I didn't know her. And the dude just kept saying, he was like, how old are you? And she's like, 18. He just kept telling his partner, he's like, ooh, she ready. She ready. He's like, yeah, she ready. And I was like, what is she ready for? Like, what's she, what they doing? They signing up football teams? What's going on? What is she ready? Flag football? She about to do that? Um, I can't wait to get old. Can't wait to get older. I like how honest old people are. I find out what old white people like. Uh, top three things is cats. Uh, the second thing is uh, beer and wine. And the third thing is foam. Um, old white people love foam. I don't know why. I work at a coffee shop. They love foam. It's like bone dry cappuccino. And they pay $6 for all this clouds. And I'm like, all right, take that shit. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to get old because older people are honest. 
Like old people will have a dream, you could be in it, and they'll call you just to let you know. Like, yo, nephew, just want to call you, let you know using my dream last night. It'd be something ordinary, like we were just grabbing milk from the store. Anyway, take care. All right. Because younger people don't, they don't tell you about people being in their dreams because everybody takes it sexually as a younger person. If like, hey, I had a dream with you and you were in it, Kelly, you'd be like, why, why are you dreaming about me? Like, what is that about? I'm like, oh, dog, you were like an extra in a dream. All right, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yay! That's Gary Hughes. All right, we're moving right along. Your next comedian, put your hands together. He's new to the room, Patrick Ward. You can give my other suit to the salvation. Hello, everybody. How's it going? This is my second time doing stand-up. You know what's funny, too? I like, I'm wearing this big old goofy freaking sweatshirt. My stepmom gave me this, but I want to look cooler, but I'm like sweating in my fucking pits right now. So I'm like trying to hide this shit. Oh, and I get scatterbrained, and I don't have that much time. Woo! So, I know you're thinking that I look like the leader of a sex cult, or John Wick with the heroin overdose, but what's funny is I actually grew my hair out because I'm in a rock band. Legitimately, it's like an alternative rock band, Kings of Leon, and I thought it would make me look cool having long hair, rocking out with it, bouncing up and down, and all that shit. But after a while, all it did was make me look like a fucking European who'd wear a Speedo at the beach. And what, but, so, oh my God, there's so many things. There's so many things. I've also done the second time. The first time I had like some script memorized. It was kind of fucking me up. So I'm kind of like winging it, seeing what the fuck's going to happen. But, okay, so one of the things that I was not expecting when having long hair was how much of it gets in your butt crack. Now, some of the guys in here will not know what I'm talking about, but she's like, yeah, I, I guess I kind of do. <laughs> Which is funny. What I was not expecting when it happened was how long the hair is when you pull it out. I don't know if you've, you've dealt with that before, but the first time I did it, like, does that not, wait, do you not get hair in your butt crack? Do you not get hair? I do. It was fucking weird when it first happened because when I pulled it out, it just kept going. And my reaction when it happened went from, yeah, like it was it was weird but then after it kept happening over and over again that reaction turned from yeah, to, <laughs> which is funny because i've realized that as a man the older you get the more inclined you are to do butt stuff and the, re- the reason why it's good like for girls they have <laughs> yeah i know shit all right i'm gay no i'm not but there uh, <laughs> Fuck, I'm scatterbrained to shit. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, what's funny is I realize as you get older, you get more inclined to do butt stuff. When I was a kid and, and, and a teenager, there's no way I would have gone anywhere near my anus because that would have been considered gay. But as you get older, it goes from being considered gay to being considered adventurous. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Okay, you know what? I kind of want to do this joke as well. So I have a girlfriend, and it's new. And what's funny is that when you would watch Ninja Turtles as a kid, Leonardo was my favorite person. Here, here, let's do this. Here we go. What's up, dog? I'm doing my set. Okay, so so, (laughs) 
as a kid, Leonardo was my favorite Ninja Turtle, but when you realize what that motherfucker has, he has two swords. So you see fighting going on, and you're like, oh, okay, it's like fun and playful. What could have happened is he could have sliced a guy's head off, and blood would be going everywhere, his guts would be spilling out. So what's funny is, as having a girlfriend, girls, they like to get choked out during sex. Most of them do. When you do hook up with girls, if you're really fucking a girl, like, stop it, don't look at me. But when you get aggressive and you choke them out, like, they're into that. What you don't realize is I was having sex with my girlfriend, and I was choking her out, and I was choking her out really hard that she passed out. And I freaked the fuck out because I thought I just killed my girlfriend. I was like, holy shit. And then I was like, oh, she eventually woke up. And I was like, thank God, because then I would have had to go to court and I would have had to defend myself. And then I was thinking, it, like, what that court scene would have been like. I'm almost done. I promise you, I'm almost done. That, uh,. Uh, it would be me defending myself on the witness stand with the, the lawyer coming up in his lawyer voice looking down like, so, Mr. Ward, after she said, do you like that finger in your butt? I'm going to make you turn gay. <laughs> she, th she then slapped you in the face and said, choke me out harder, you little queermo. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's, that's it, guys. Thank you very much. Patrick Ward, everyone. Just so you know, you ran the light for a minute. Try not to do that again, especially on a night when there's tons and tons of people. And don't forget to donate to Mutiny Radio. Yay, because it costs money to make this thing happen. Your next meet another new guy. It must be happening because it's the new year. Put your hands together for Sam Leon. Hello, talking to this, right? Yeah, so I don't know why I'm up here right now. Um, I'm kind of scared. This feels kind of like sex. I had to pay a little bit of money. Um, I'm really fucking nervous. I'm not going to perform well. And a lady's going to tell me to stop. And uh, yeah, I forgot the rest. I do have a memory loss condition. I can't remember what it's called. But uh, I do like to play pranks on myself. I set up obstacles and I forget where they're at. Um, I think I'm gonna try to remember to record them and put on YouTube or something. So, so I think sleep deprivation has a lot to do with my memory loss condition. Um, if I can remember why. So I, uh, I can't sleep very well, and, and one thing that's been helping out a lot is I pretend that I'm on a first date with Bill Cosby, and uh, that seems to be doing the trick. Yeah, that uh, joke didn't go over well. Last time I told it, uh, got a lot of booze, but uh, so did a lot his first dates. Um, what else do we got? So yeah, I haven't been doing this very long. I know it's real apparent. Um, what else? I have uh, notes. Um, I also brought that to the first time I had sex. No, it didn't go over well either. Um, I'm, I'm getting a divorce for obvious reasons. Um, yes, it's fucking awesome. Um, I recommend it. If you're in a relationship, get the fuck out. Um, there is no reason to be in a relationship. Well, I'm a little biased. I'm old, and uh, a lot of you are probably uh, in diapers last time I actually wanted sex. Um, I had a couple of jokes for that. They were funny, but I forgot them. Remember the memory loss condition? So, so, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, this reminds me of my mother's funeral. 
minus the booze and the laughter. Uh, it's all right, she's dead. And I heard she was a bitch. What else we got? Um, yeah, I'm going to go home and cry. Uh, but I used to do that anyways. I would do that anyways. Uh, I am actually, I started having sex, online dating. I've had sex three times in the last three weeks, which uh, triples uh, my totals for the last 10 years. Um, I remember I told you I was married. Um, what is uh, funny about that is I uh, didn't even know her name until uh, yesterday. I thought, I, 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 I guess I'm dyslexic as well. Uh, the couple of letters were mixed up. I'll work on that. I'm going to stop because uh, I should probably get off. Thank you. All right, Sam Leon. Costs a little bit of money and he's nervous as fuck. Your next comedian, he's a super professional. We love him so much here. Put your hands together and clap them wildly for John Gallagher. I won't even turn my head. Oh, oh boy. Open mics. A fun place to meet friends. Huh? That's what I love about these things. Uh, I, uh, I've had a good New Year. You guys had a good New Year so far? Hell, you. fuck you. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. I, uh, I I had a good one. I was performing the show, uh, and uh, this person stopped me after they heard my set, and they go, hey, you want to see something cool? Which invariably means you're not going to be shown anything cool at all. It's always very foreboding. And this person shows me a video on their phone. The video on their phone is of two men having sex, and this guy's fucking another dude in the ass, and then a dog puts its head into frame. The guy fucking pulls his dick out and slaps the dog in the face with his dick and the guy goes isn't that cool and i'm like well yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> that's it's pretty funny i gotta be honest it's a christmas miracle it really it cheered me it i just watched a bunch of specials and comedy stuff on netflix that might be the hardest i've laughed in quite some time because you can tell a good joke but you can't make the audible thud of a penis hitting a dog in the face you know it's great like and the thing is, it did make an audible thud, right? Which means this person was packing a sizable dick because you can't you can't cock smack a dog with a tiny little wiener. You know what I mean? Because that's how you lose alpha status in your house, right? It's true. Yeah, Rod. <laughs> if you if you smack your dog with a tiny little dick, then it it be, makes it its chew toy, and then your dog gets your boyfriend. I think, right? Isn't that what happens? I think that's the law. Cool. Yes, yeah. Yeah. He was he was raw dogging that guy too. The guy was having sex with no protection. I uh I like to <laughs> Man. I uh I like to fuck in front of my uh, cat cuz I have in a studio apartment. I like to show that I'm an alpha, you know. Hey, you got to do that, right? Got to you got to prove you're in charge. The funny thing is, like, so you, the cat's too affectionate. So we're, me, I'm getting hot and heavy with my girlfriend. The cat tries to sneak in. So, like, when you do, he, like, tries to put a paw and stuff around too close, right? So I feel like when you see that, you know how every failed three-way kind of looks. You know what I mean? Just two people getting hot and heavy and then a fat hand just trying to stick its hand into all these different places, you know? You're like, get out of here, you fat little paw. Thank you. <laughs> the punctuating silence. Love it. I, uh, <laughs> I once, uh, know somebody that was into astrology, and uh, 
what's it? One of these people read my astrology. Chart. I don't like it because I have a shitty sign, right? This person was reading my astrology charts and they go, uh, what's your, like, uh, give me your stuff. So I gave him my stats and they go, you're a Virgo. Ew. And I was like, oh, I wonder, Ken, I don't know why I wasn't into astrology before. You know what I mean? Somebody just tells me my stuff. And he's like, Gross. It's like, what's so, what's so gross about being a Virgo? It's like, you're an uptight asshole piece of shit. And I'm like, wow, well, you guys, you sold me. <laughs> like, you think like other religions would do stuff like that, right? If like you're marketing Buddhism on the side, it's like, hey, you lazy fat fuck, keep doing nothing. Be a Buddhist. Like, that might be good. Might get people to join the cause. Anyway, what a great day. Bye-bye. A proud and noble John Gallagher, not a fat lazy fuck. Yay! Out for all the new open mics here all around the city. He's really funny. Put your hands together for your next comedian. He's here. He's rad. Everybody, Warhol Kaufman. Water rise and the sparkling water stop. Now, Iris folks were hungry. I uh, just found out I have a mild cocaine allergy. It's mild. It's not fatal yet. It's not fatal yet. The Lazy Susan is a disrespectful piece of furniture. Pass your own butter, Gary. I don't have a dishwasher. I have a drunk Diane. <laughs> Teflon causes cancer. So if you get shot with armor-piercing rounds while wearing a bulletproof vest, look out. I'm pretty sure Cobain had a gun. I think he did. Um, you talked about Cosby. I think it's fucked up that Bill Cosby raped Dr. Christine Blasey Ford. And he should not be on the Supreme Court. Have you ever prayed someone wasn't pregnant? I mean, biblically? Have you ever wished for the death of a firstborn son. I don't know if abortion is murder, but I know killing every conservative politician is murder. I was trying to figure out if I was too big to fail. It turns out I'm not, I'm not too big to fail. The right size. <laughs> to I'm actually perfect failure size. <laughs> failure is a size medium. I like to go to taquerias and short circuit a Mexican. Just order a burrito with no beans and no rice. No beans. No rice. No beans. Jeff Bezos is so fucking rich. He's so rich. He's so rich, if he wanted, he could pay a million people $100,000 each. Or, or he could, if he wanted, he could pay uh, 100,000 
people a million dollars each. Or he he's so rich he could pay me a hundred million dollars. Or Jeff Bezos is so rich if he wanted he could pay his workers a fair wage. The always political Laurel Goffman. A real living wage. Does that exist? Not here at Muni Radio. Your next comedian is I know. <laughs> Thousand bucks a month isn't a lot of money. How do I survive? I don't know. Food stamps is amazing. Oh, they just cut my food stamps too. Thanks, Trump. You're next comedian. Put your hands together. It's Noam Osband. Gather around me, people. There's a story I would tell about a brave young Indian you should remember well from the land of the Pima Indian. Uh, so I had this idea that I was going to sing my way onto Wheel of Fortune, and I, uh, I've written a couple songs about being on the show. Pat Sajak, I Got Your Back. There's a rhyme, but this is about Vanna. This is about Vanna. I figured I'd write a, uh, a feminist take on Vanna White, and I did some research, and I couldn't come up with one, and then I scoured the internet. There are people on the internet who will tell you 9-11 was an inside job. There are people on the internet who will tell you there are lizard people in the government. There was nobody on the internet who made a feminist case for Vanna White. Um, But I got a song out of it. I got a song out of it. I'll admit I've some ambivalence about Vanna White's presence. The dame in the dress on the side turning letters. Surely we as a species can do better. Yet if I criticize, I also must face Vanna. Uh, That I speak from a privileged place. Vanna does what she can to thrive and survive in a most misogynist industry. Oh, I... Bet you wish there was some way we could all sing Vanna's praises. Well, ain't you in luck, cause don't you know there are so many ways is because Vanna White has one thing on you and me. She's clap more times than anyone in human history that's true she's in the guinness book of world records most clapping of all time over four million claps and that's why vanna's in the good book vanna's number one she's got more claps than the population of nearly half the states in our nation more than new hampshire more than wyoming more than montana and more than Alabama put together, that's Ivana. Pete Rose trying to hustle, he's the baseball hit champion. More major league hits than any other man, but multiply his number of hits by 10, then multiply that number by 10 again, then multiply that number by 10 one more time. Vanna beat that holy shit, that number blows my mind. That's why Vanna's in the Hall of Fame. You know who's not in the Hall of Fame, Pete Rose. Oh, 
she averages 720 claps a show. Over 100,000 claps a season. Her hands don't explode. Michael Jordan's best season, 3,041 points. That means Vanna White's over the 30 times better, of course. Don't give me no Jordan or the Brian debate. Vanna has the better career. Her season averages are greater. There are 118 elements in the periodic table. 4.5 million divided by 118. I am able. Vanna White is. 38,000 times better than all of creation. Oh, Vanna's in the good book. Oh, 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 Vanna's in the good book. Thank you very much. Yay. Thank you very much. Clap your hands together for Noam Osmond. Yay. Noam Osmond. Who knew the Vanna Weiss? Put your hands together for your next comedian, Hunter Stairs. Happy New Year, everybody. Good to see all of you. Um, so if you haven't met me before, I'm from the South. Uh, that's how I identify in my mind. I identify as a Southerner. But then it occurred to me, you know, I'm just from there originally. Really, you should identify by the place that you spend the most time. So now I think of myself as a Tollbridge American. That's that's just cute. It's not funny. Um, so, okay, this happened to a friend of mine, and by a friend, I mean some guy that I was eavesdropping on in the sauna and then never spoke to. Uh, he uh, was having a birthday, and during his birthday, he went on one of those murder house tours, you know, where a tour guide takes you on a tour of, like, all the houses in New Orleans where anybody's ever been murdered in some grisly or especially creative way. And the tour guide learned he was it was his birthday from one of his friends, so she started working birthday-themed uh, motifs into all of the different houses like and this guy you know came up to his brother and didn't say happy birthday to him and he just like slid his throat from ear to ear you know just working little birthday things and I was like oh that's cute she's trying to do like the Applebee's Chili's it's your birthday thing but this is her service so she has to do it this way and I was just thinking what if other occupations also did that you know it's like uh, so we just got the results of your colonoscopy and it's a cupcake Happy, happy birthday. We wish you many more. Happy, happy birthday. Your anus is adorable. I'm going to keep that. I came up with that here, so I think. <laughs> so, yeah, I am from Louisiana. Is there anybody else in here who just learned that drinking and driving is illegal? That's a true joke. Um, so I recently decided to stop drinking as much during the week. There's a couple of reasons why. One, when you're a full-grown adult in your 30s and you're still putting alcohol into soda bottles, like, <laughs> that's probably a bad sign. That's probably a sign that maybe uh, things are escalating in a way you don't want them to be. Uh, the other reason is more specific. This happened pretty recently. I was drunk out of my mind, and I was standing in the rain at the drive-thru at Taco Bell. I'll say it again. Standing in the rain at the drive-thru at Taco Bell for about 10, 15 minutes, it felt like, before the woman on the other side of the intercom said, You need to go! <laughs> 
And I did go. I got angry, kind of. Like, and I was drunk angry. I was in that drunken, angry kind of stupor. So this is what I did with my anger. I walked back to my car, which was 25 feet away, by the way. I, just, I walked back to my car. I got in my car. I went through the drive-thru, and I ordered two. This is all perfectly true. I ordered two beef chalupas two separate times, meaning I drove through the drive-thru once, ordered two beef chalupas, drove through the drive-thru again immediately, and ordered two beef chalupas. Because in my mind... I, I was being spiteful. I wanted them to have to work twice as hard. This is, you, I do fucked up things when I'm drunk. All right, do I have time for one more? Um, yeah, sure, I'll do a quick one. Uh, so I don't normally do political jokes, but I'm going to talk about um, Trump and Hitler for a second because everybody compares Trump to Hitler. Oh, my God, that's something that Hitler would have said, blah, 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 blah. But I've thought about it long and hard, and I think that the comparison is incredibly unfair to Hitler. Let me explain. First of all, self-made man. You know, say what you want about Hitler. He was not born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Second of all, he really cared about Germany. Like... Don't like his politics, I'll be clear, but he really cared about Germany. He annexed other parts of the world for Germany. When is Hitler, when is Trump, that motherfucker, that lazy motherfucker, going to annex the rest of the Bahamas for us, or the U.S. Virgin Islands for us? All right, I'm done. But only 27 left. He makes political sense. It's Hunter Stare, everyone. Yay. You're a nice comedian. A funny tall gentleman. Put your hands together for Luke Newman. Is he not here? He's your next comedian. Put your hands oh, put your hands together for Jen Perez. Oh, they they left together to go get food. Put your hands together for Regina Fletcher. She's gone too. Put your hands together for Teddy Alexander. Yeah, so clearly the holidays are right around the corner, and uh, I want to be really prepared this year. So uh, I've been doing a lot of thinking about these holidays that are coming up, uh, <laughs> and um, one thing I want to do is get my parents some really good gifts. Uh, it's an obligation, but I want to show them that I care. So uh, I've been kind of keeping my ears perked like an investigator trying to figure out what they might want or need. Um, I think my mom kind of likes cooking, so I'm going to get her a cutting board. Um, I noticed that my dad, my stepdad, has a lot of um, joylessness, and um, he's riddled with regret, so I think I'm going to get him some socks. <laughs> and uh, for my dad, dad, I'm going to go with something pretty standard. I think one of those kind of like take-home colonoscopies. Um, yeah, there's these things you can just kind of like shit in a bag and send it to the lab and then they let you know if you should be really, really worried um, or not. Uh, but that's going to be kind of grim, so uh, I'm going to have to pair it with something a little bit more fun, a little bit lighter, like socks um, or like a toe sock would be nice. Um, but anyway, uh, in this time of year, you also have to, I think, take stock of the people around you, really consider people like your neighbors, pay attention to your neighbors. Uh, I've gotten really close to one of my neighbors, Jerry. He's the uh, homeless man that lives outside of my building. And we've gotten pretty close, and uh, he even has like a nickname for me, or a pet name, really. Uh, he calls me Cunt Bitch. And, uh, 
Yeah, and every once in a while he'll just flick a lit cigarette at me. And um, it is so generous because I know for a fact it took forever to come by and it does not go unnoticed. Um, so Jerry and I are tight. Um, but not only is it going to be the holidays, it's also going to be my, my birthday. Uh, I, was, uh, I was also born with another person. I'm a twin. Uh, and that's been a gift in itself, being a twin. It teaches you a lot of lessons. It's taught me how to forgive. Uh, for instance, I forgive my sister for trying to absorb me, um, for trying to murder me, and I forgive my mother for doing absolutely nothing to, to try to stop her. Um, I don't hold grudges as a rule. And, um, like, I, I hardly even, you know, I, I'm not even mad at Corey Bridgewater anymore for calling me lizard face throughout eighth grade. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't even phase me anymore. It's crazy that you brought it up because I hadn't even, I hadn't even thought about that in, like, years. It's like, keep moving forward. Um, but I'll leave it on this note. Uh, for my New Year's resolution this year, I've already decided I'm going to do something really original. I'm going to read more. Um... And I'm going to do this because I picked up a book recently and I started flipping through the pages and I found something that I wasn't really expecting to find and it completely changed my perspective. Um, I found like a tiny bag of cocaine <laughs> in the pages and um, yeah, I'm going to be picking up more books in the new year. Uh, I think this one's going to stick. So we'll, we'll check back later. Uh, thank you all. Clap your hands together for Teddy Alexander. She knows how to read. She's a witch. Clap your hands wildly for your next comedian, everybody. It's Julia Wenzel. Hi. I'm Julia. And I'm a millennial. I know. I hate me too. Hashtag me too. Hashtag not all millennials. But yeah, um, I'm 26, or two 12-year-olds and a two-year-old for all the pedophiles in the room. Yeah. As most millennials, I currently work at a startup. I know, I don't believe me either when I say that. I'm surprised they even let me in the building. I mean, one, I'm dressed like a cat lady that works in a bookstore. And uh, two, I'm just a mess. You know, there's two types of women in this world. Women that wear panty liners and women that don't. The women that wear panty liners, they have their shit together. They know when their period's coming. They have the app for that. Yeah. I am in the other camp. I'm a fucking mess. I forget I even menstruate until I wake up in a pool of my own blood thinking, oh, it's June now. Yeah. Notice, there was a distinct demographic that laughed during that joke. I just want you men to just realize you guys need to catch up. Women's issues. But yeah. Uh, I'm not the worst person that uh, works at my job, though. I will say that. There is one person worse than me, and that's our office AJ. Every office has their own AJ. You know that one person that you can't stand? The mouth breather that works for 10 minutes and calls that a full day of work. Yeah, that person. Uh, yeah, every office has their own. Mine, uh, she's from the armpit that is Modesto. Uh, she's a flat earther, a 9-11 truther. Uh, she's constantly FaceTiming with her gal pal diva goddesses. 
that she's friends with. Um, you know, just talking about some guy named Sheen. You know, he's really nice, but he might have been formerly incarcerated. Who knows? He's sweet to me, though. But yeah, she spends that, you know, just hot bitch monster, you know. But yeah. Um, I do have something in common with my AJ, though. I do love philosophy. I mean, not philosophy, astrology. <laughs> I do love astrology. Um, I like to use my star chart to um, blame all my bad personality traits on. You know, like I, for example, am a Gemini uh, with an alcohol rising, and my moon sign is an irresponsible slut. So, thank you. Um, you know, I know I'm not that funny, but at least I'm not doing spoken word poetry. Because honestly, saying you're good at spoken word poetry is like saying you're neighborhoods, neighborhoods most effective and efficient rapist. Thank you. Have a good night, you guys. Keep clapping for Julia Wenzel, not a poet. <laughs> I agree. It's like, Julia Wenzel had a lot of funny jokes. Just clap your hands or snap your fingers for your next comedian. Everybody, it's Sam Carroll. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head. Thank you, guys. Hi, I'm Sam Carroll. It's nice to be here. Thank you, Pam. You guys ever walked on a street and see a real raggedy guy wearing like a, a face mask, like one of those Chinese face masks? You ever think he's just thinking to himself, like, God, this air smells like shit. Why isn't everyone else wearing these face masks? It smells so bad. This air is so bad. No, just me. Great. Great. I was talking with this dude, Joshua, the other day. He's also homeless. Um, we had this great idea to write a comedy screenplay together. Um, and... You know, I looked him up on Facebook. We're like Facebook friends and shit. We're going to get it going. But he was like, yo, there's one problem. I'm homeless as shit. And I was like, fuck. I thought you were just homeless. I didn't know you were homeless as shit. I didn't know that there was even anything lower than homeless. What does that even mean? And I asked him, I was like, yo, how long have you been homeless? And he's like, three years. And I was like, damn, you must be pretty good at it, huh? And he's like, yep. You know, just putting my 10,000 hours in. Yeah, dude. Yo, he quoted Malcolm Gladwell. I was so nervous for my own future at that point when he did that. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I was on the train the other day, and I heard this. I don't know if you guys ever heard this. This is the stupidest saying ever. Um, I heard a girl go, low-key, high-key, he was flirting with you. Like, yo, don't you mean he was flirting with you, medium key? <laughs> like... <laughs> Right? I hope you die, Locke. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mean to, like, pick on girls. I know guys say that say it, too. You know, it's not just girls who say it. Um, I was on the bus. I heard a guy say it. You know, it was, like, real, like, snapback, eat backwards, that real bro-y, douchey-looking guy. Turns to his buddy. He goes, low-key, high-key is such a dumb fucking thing to say. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. What about Jeffrey Epstein? You guys think he killed himself? I, who the fuck cares, right? I'm done with it. I'm so over it. I don't care. You know, I do care. I hope he did kill himself. So it just quiets everybody down and we can stop talking about it. I have this theory about Jeffrey Epstein. I, see, I, th I don't think he was a really bad guy. And hear me out on this. I don't think he was a pedophile. I don't think he liked to fuck young girls. I think he had like this virgin thing. 
and he just couldn't find any legal ones in Manhattan or Florida. So, like, you know, he even bought a fucking island thinking there'd be, like, there'd be, like, laying around on the rocks and shit. Um, nothing. It was just false advertising. Because that island is a virgin island. Because a joke's good if you have to explain it. Good, good, good. Um, yeah. I like to confuse people, you know? I was, uh, I was, I was in an airplane. I was really high up on an airplane. And I was in the laboratory. And, uh, you know, this woman... This, I, I come out of the laboratory, this woman's waiting on the outside, and I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, this is, uh, this is the men's restroom. Sorry. She's like, oh, word. Very confused. And then I told her that she dropped her pocket. Thank you. I'm gonna join the family. Sam Carroll! He's so young, I don't understand half his jokes. I'm so unhip. I thought Kanye West was an airline. That is a joke I stole from Paul Sanford, but no one knows if he's alive or not still. So I think he might be dead. So I think that might be my joke. Your next comedian. What a lovely um, young gentleman he is. He's um, just super great and helpful and smart and funny and everything else. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Mike Evans Jr. Now I remember. Did he leave? This is so funny because everybody's like, oh, is there room? Is there time? And then they all disappear. Your next comedian, everybody. Oh, and thank you guys so much for donating. It really makes a difference, the $2 a person, because uh, we have to get uh, an entertainment license and our rent goes up this year and I have to get uh, liability insurance, blah, 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 blah. Running a business is hard. Put your hands together, everybody, for Tristan Alvaracio. singing seems to help Oh, boy. Nice little condom there. Maybe I should keep that on. Maybe I should take it off. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't really fucking like my name. Uh, Tristan. Very, very white. Alvarado. Labor name. Straight labor name. Ugh, it's just weird. It's, grow- it's tough. It's tough growing up. My dad is Hispanic. My mom is white. And... Other than my skin that makes up the 5%, I am 95% white, no fucking doubt. I fucking love Star Wars. I love it. But I'm not like a legit fan in the sense that I know all the characters. I just love going to Star Wars super fucking baked. That shit is fun as fuck. Every time we hit hyperspeed, I'm like, oh! right back down that is the fucking best part and then i started looking at star wars like what if star wars is going on in a galaxy far far away oh shit god damn that shit always gets me i love it but i don't understand the people who don't like star wars i don't get it i want to fucking kidnap those people i want to kidnap them and throw them in my trunk and just blow smoke in there for about 45 minutes and then take them to the movies. Not a bad kidnapping at all. Not a bad kidnapping at all. Jesus. It's the best. It's like going to Disneyland without paying for Disneyland. It's cheating. It's cheating. Weed is fucking awesome. I do love weed. I smoke weed a lot. Thank you. Amen. Amen. It's great. But for Star Wars, I took a two-week break drank a bunch of edibles, and the drinks are, holy shit, it is nuts. Doesn't just make you feel nice and loose, it literally makes you gripped to your seat. 
and it makes you go to the movies by yourself and sit in a row that no one else is in and just feel super self-conscious about taking your beanie off because you don't know if someone's going to see your bald head under your beanie. No, I will never take it off. <laughs> no, I usually do take it off. Uh, I just don't want to fucking open up with that one again. <laughs> but yeah, everything's going good. Uh, it's the new year. Ton of different shit to start doing. Uh, like smoking weed. Smoking weed's cool. <laughs> Back to the weed, of course. <laughs> But I'm Tristan. Uh, I'm going to work on trying to find a new last name. Tristan, just for now. Thank you. Tristan Alvarado. It's a nice last name. Just for future reference, when you hear the horn, that means you have a minute left. I just do the, instead of a light, I do a horn because it's a, the radio and people can hear and that kind of stuff. All right, Luke Newman. Jen Perez. Regina Fletcher. None of these people are here. Uh, Mike Evans Jr., no one, they're not all here. They're all, are they outside? They're, it doesn't matter. No, I, it's, there's really not time. We have like, are you, Zach, do you want to do a set? Sure. Put your hands together, everybody. Zach Wiseman! I walk the line. Hi, hi. I'm going to eat Oreos while I do my set. Doing good, yeah. Nothing says great stand-up comedy like things going well, you know what I mean? Everybody likes to hear about your fine and dandy life. Oh, yeah, things are fantastic. And this is a water bottle full of half and half. Half and half, at least 50% better than milk. I don't know if you knew that. It's very delicious. So you guys think... That Jared Fogel was actually a pedophile, or do you think that he just got hooked on getting into smaller and smaller pants? You know, there's only so much weight you can lose, you know? Fucking love Oreos. So I quit doing heroin a little while ago. And now I hate everything. It's weird how that works. I'm just tired all the time. My body hurts. And like I'm I'm over the withdrawal, so this is just like normal life now. Where I fucking have to live with all my like <laughs> All my fucking previous injuries. Uh, fucking Jesus Christ. I think it's funny when people are like, you know, you should just like, uh, if you're depressed or whatever, you just need to like live in the present. And you know, like the most effective way to like be present in every moment uh, is heroin withdrawals. You will be entirely present for every goddamn second of that. Seconds will, will peel into hours. You're like, how? And also you won't sleep for like a week. People always teach their dogs the same language they speak. 
which is unnecessary because dogs don't know like any language. You know what I mean? You could teach your dog Korean if you wanted to. But be like, oh, I sit. The dog should sit too. That's ridiculous to me. Like you could teach your dog fucking anything. You like instead of sit, you could be like, dog, fight the ghosts, and then the dog just sits down. You know? And I think that's way funnier. I really hate being alive. <laughs> oh, man. I hate how, like, fucking... Like, infallible people act. It's just ridiculous to the extreme. Where people... Like, people were friends for their whole lives. And then, uh... One of them was like, so I voted for Donald Trump. And they're like, you're a miserable fuck. And then they're not friends anymore. It's like, he doesn't, he wasn't voting for Donald Trump because he thinks he's like illiterate Hitler. He's voting for him because like he thought that he wasn't illiterate Hitler. He thought he was illiterate, you know, Donald Trump, you know, I mean, different things. All right, I'm going to leave it now. Zach Wiseman. Eating Oreos. Great half and half joke. Well, last call for Luke Newman, Jen Perez, Regina Fletcher, or Mike Evans Jr. They disappeared. They signed up and didn't come back, and that's okay. Thank you guys for being here tonight. Thanks for donating. It really makes a difference here at Mutiny Radio. And uh, check out our new flyers for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th. If anybody wants to donate their time for that week and run the door or help with any volunteering, geez, I'd love you. You get a t-shirt and you get to see some shows for free. We've got 76 comics coming from all over the United States, all here for programming over the seven days. It's from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. Seven days. March 1st or 7th. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, so check that out. Please uh, follow our Instagram at Mutiny Radio SF. And if you're listening online and you really liked this podcast, go to our Venmo at Mutiny Radio. Just straight Mutiny Radio all together. One word and give us money because trying to keep free speech alive in the mission is expensive. Thanks for being here tonight, everybody. Uh, stay tuned. The next show at 8 o'clock is a fundraiser for my buddy Eddie Sue. People are like, who's that? He's a comedian up in Portland. Uh, Portland has an amazing, really tight community of people that are really generous with state time and he's almost going to be deported and so we're trying to help him raise money for a visa because it's like $700 to even start doing the paperwork so trying to help him out so he can stay in the United States Uh, thanks for being here stick around listen to all of our podcasts and again join our Instagram at Mutiny Radio SF all right uh, thanks for being here at happy hour I've been your host Pam Benjamin bye I walk the line your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th 
2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Here's Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun!
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought or two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship 
as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. El Rio. 
began her life in 1978 as a leather Brazilian gay bar. We are an LGBTQ plus space who is welcoming to all good people. We actively invest in communities to promote social change. We actively invest in our local arts and music scene to give space for artists. We actively pursue underserved communities in the use of our space. We are an awesome supporter of the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, hosting an incredible offside show. Wednesday, March 4th, 9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to 3158 Mission Street at Cesar Chavez, San Francisco. It's open every day at 2 p.m. with an incredible back patio. El Rio is your dive. your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in 7 days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or, if you can't be with us, Listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Chromatic Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go 